another episode of as it is we're continuing our anime media series here with of course nobody else but dom dom's here dom how you doing i'm doing great brother how about yourself i'm i'm doing good it's a friday my birthday's tomorrow there's lasagna cooking up things are happening today i'm shirtless but yo i'm shirtless right now recording (laughs) like i don't think there's so many more things to add for a day to be perfect than that bro Straight up, straight up. It's a it was a beautiful day over here in northeast or what is it, southeast Michigan? You know, yes, got sir. some sunlight, got some sunlight, got a little tan on. You know, it was oh, that yeah. it was that kind of day. But uh, no. how you how you been today, bro? I've been good, man. I got off work a little while ago. Got paid today. Got a little get together to go to tomorrow. I don't know, man. I'm not trying to top you. I know I can't top what you got going on, but I'm, I'm feeling good myself, bro. You know, I just, I can't be mad at nothing today. It's one of those that's kind of move. days. That's a move. And you know, that's a perfect way to start out with what I wanted to talk about today. Because when I was a kid, those perfect days at the mall were really special. Oh, man. Going to the mall was one of those carefree days. You knew you were going to get something good to eat at that food court you knew that you were going to get to check out some cool new clothes. Maybe you might even find like something to, to, to take home with you. But really, for people like you and me, Dom, we were at the mall so that we could go to FYE. FYE Absolutely. was the destination. It was the mecca of pre-internet media consumption. So for those of you who are not from the Midwest, I don't think FYE was a national brand. I could be wrong. But FYE was like a gigantic video, music, uh, just everything electronics store. It was almost like a Best Buy, but only the DVD, movies, and video game section. Music and video game section. That's basically what it was. Also, one of the first places I've ever seen um, uh, a good abundance of like anime figurines in. Just to know. Yeah. Yeah, seen a lot of those in there, you know, in my past. So, you know, that I'm thinking back on it, there wasn't many other places I could see those at. No, it, it was it was mysterious. You know, you were yeah. seeing these these artifacts from some other country that you knew it meant something. You felt this kind of heaviness to seeing those figurines like and you didn't know what shows they were from either, too. So it sparked this like real mystery of like, who is that? Like, yeah. what, what do they do? You know? <laughs> And it's like, then you just want to collect it all. And then you want to watch the shows. And FYE had all of that for you. You could do the, you could get the show, get the, get the uh, collectible. You could get the poster. You could yeah, get hell yeah, the, posters. Yeah. I, I don't know if FYE had books. Did it have manga in there too? See, I, I think here, here's what I'm, I think they might've see now, like you said, at that time, I was more into like looking at the CDs there because that was one of the places where you could actually find a good amount of CDs that you couldn't find other places. But from what I remember, they did used to have those 
like the walkthrough guides for like video game books when those are still things. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it was in a section I wasn't like too attracted to at the time, but I mm-hmm. feel like they had manga in there, bro. They definitely they had. had they definitely had New Type magazine, and if you remember New Type magazine, the anime magazine always yeah. had always had the baddest Johns on the on the front cover. Every the time, that's what drew us to him, bro. We're like, "What is this?" Yo, you, <laughs> you had to flip through New Type because that's where all the bad anime broads were. Yeah. Like that's what was good, but no, nah, I mean, uh, it was it was such a stimulating experience for a young kid where. Like we talked about in our last episode, by the way, check out our first episode if you kind of want to follow yes, us from the beginning. Out, everyone, from the beginning of this beautiful journey that Dom and I have embarked on. But we talked about in the beginning how it was so hard to really get a serialized experience of anime. That means I couldn't just watch episode one, two, three. I just had to watch whatever episode and get whatever artifact of that anime I happened to cr- come across. You know, like you didn't really get to. Uh, indulge in the experience of watching a full anime from beginning to end like you can now with streaming. So places like FYE were these oasises where you could see, you could get an entire box set of Dragon Ball Z and you're set. You, you've got it like mission complete. You can now watch everything. Found gold. Yeah. Literally you found gold. It was the gold mine of our youths. And I wanted to spend some time today just kind of going over some of my favorite, uh, one video games because that was one of the main reasons why I was in there. Yes. Two, we're gonna be talking or always gonna be talking anime. There's a couple of new updates um, I wanted to, to bring to Dom's attention because I did watch some of the shows he said to watch in the first one, um, and then just talk about like that experience in general, like finding the anime, going to yeah. the store, having to walk through the aisles where there's like basically porn on both sides of you, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. well. And you're like, what am I doing in here? Like, I feel dirty, you know, but you have to keep you have to keep going deep into the depths of FYE to find, you know, that one missing season of Dragon Ball. And you were never going to ask anybody working there what the fuck, where to find something that took the whole beauty out of the uh, experience. You you had to look for it yourself. But um, I know for me, I wasn't a, a serious gamer for a long time. Meaning that, like, my older brother played a lot of video games. And this is, I, I noticed this is a story that I hear, re- like, repeated to me. Yeah, from I'm in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, from, from everybody in our age group where it's like our older brothers were playing, you know, NES, Nintendo, GameCube. And then right around GameCube and Dreamcast, that's when we were getting kind of cognizant enough to pick up the controllers ourselves, right? Yeah. And they were miles ahead of us. You remember trying to play your brother at like NBA 2K5 and just getting slapped <laughs> every no, time. Ridiculously, like it was, it was, it wasn't fun. You know, I'm over here, I'm playing the video game. I'm like, yeah, you know, play by myself. I'm having fun. Older brother comes in, picks up the sticks, and you're like, what just happened? I don't want to play this anymore. I don't enjoy this anymore. <laughs> I don't enjoy this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I would play one on one. My character would always be Jason Kidd, no matter what. Yeah. Rain or shine, Jason Kidd brought it. And I forgot who my brother, I think my brother plays like Tracy McGrady or something. And yeah, just, just woke, lights out. Lights out, bro. No, no contest, just zero to 12, like no, <laughs> no issue. But um, that, that was sort of my first experience into video games. But if I'm really honest, Dom, 
there was something before that okay. experience, and that was watching my brother play Sonic the Hedgehog. Did you oh. have a game that you would watch your brothers play like forever for like oh, days? Oh man, man, absolutely. So, like like you already mentioned, I was in the same boat as you, older brother. You know, we had we had any game system. Somehow, always ended up in his room. Never me or my younger brother. So it was cool. You know, we got used to it. It's a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Games that I used to watch this guy play, I'll never forget. First and foremost, he was a big race game player. Okay. So this guy used to spend hours and hours on Gran Turismo. I'll never forget as kids, man. It's one specific night. We're up all late. All late. It's a weekend. Everything's cool. We got snacks at the house. Mom's cool with us being up late, whatever it is. I'm watching this guy play. Notice I fall asleep around midnight, wake up. It's like 3, 4 in the morning. I look over, still glued to the game. And I just remember waking up, doing the same thing as him. I was glued to it with him. I'm watching him. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's doing like these, what what were they, 400 lap races? And you literally would have to ride through each lap, bro. I look back on it now. I'm like, man, what the fuck was I doing? I would, today, I would never do that. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> 20 laps past. I'm right. in my room. I'm cool. I don't need to see this anymore. You know, I know what's going on. But mm-hmm. as a kid, it was like there was something something about that, man. Watching your older sibling just be be as better, how much better they were than us at the time, obviously due to no experience. But it was cool to watch somebody who had a higher skill level than you at the time do something different in the game because it, t- it taught us things. And no matter what anybody says, we, we all learn from it. We learn how to do certain things, how to get better at this, what to practice on, all those things. So it was fun, man. And then, honestly, if I could give you one more aside from that, it would be uh, Ghost Recon. I forget which Ghost Recon game yeah. it was, bro, but it was on... I think we used to play it on the PlayStation 1 at my grandpa's house, bro, and yeah. he used to let me play with him sometimes, and I remember this one mission. I thought it was... The, Coolest shit I've ever seen in a video game, bro. It was like a, you're on like a farmland, a barn. You're mm-hmm. walking around. You got to neutralize people. And then you got to progress a little bit through the mission. But once you get to a certain point, you do the option to put on your night vision goggles. And I remember we just couldn't believe how it looked on the game. We're like, man, we've been waiting for something like this. And yeah. we'd always play that mission, bro. And I'd watch him play through that game hundreds of times as a kid, bro. And I just, I don't know what it was, something about it. I loved it. Love this shit, yeah. honestly. Yeah. There is something about those like magical levels in video games that like sometimes you'll be like thinking to yourself, like, did I really see that? Like, was right. that real or was I dreaming? Is this like a made up memory? Because the feeling associated with it is of such wonder and imagination and like, I can't believe this is happening. Like mind blowing shit. You know? And for me, it was Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. I remember oh. watching... Yo, I remember watching my brother play that all summer. Like, we didn't go outside. We maybe went outside a few times to, like, play basketball or something. And, yep. I, suck at, and I suck at basketball, so we didn't last very long outside. We'd go <laughs> right back in. I didn't even play. I didn't even play fucking Sonic. I would just watch him. We'd order Domino's pizza with the cinnamon sticks on the side, Coca-Cola, two liter, Killer. two, five, you know, the 555 deal. Yep. And we would sit there, and I would just watch him play – endless levels and like you know a t- any sonic fan knows like each level gets progressively like exponentially harder yep. so when you get to like like the first half of the last level is harder than like 90 percent of the game basically. easily like that's how it's like structured so 
man, I just don't even, I, 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 it was like watching a movie play out, you know, cause he was so good at not dying. So it was just yeah. this fluid kind of experience of the game. The few times he did die, didn't even really, it would give us time to like go grab another slice of pizza and a cinnamon stick. Like Absolutely. we were just like, what's going to happen <laughs> next? Yeah. And then, and then that's when I really started to understand the concept of cutscenes. I was like, oh yes. shit, like this is like a fucking movie. Like you get to this point and then they tell you some shit and they show you in these like really high res, highly rendered graphics, like that you can't of course play under those graphics, but you can at least see them. We all and wish it was we like, could too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I'm at, that that was the never ending fight, man. I'll yeah, never forget. Bro. I'll never I'd forget. Be screaming at the TV, why can't I play it like this? Why can't I play it? Like, come on, give me this. I'm like, if you guys can do it for the cutscene, why not for the game? But you know, yeah. that's before you knew about what goes into making a video game. So exactly, exactly. And like for me, the first game that I picked up on my own without my brother was Kingdom Hearts One. That game wow. had something, yeah. That had something about it. I, I can't tell you. Maybe it was the release push, the advertising, the Disney X Sony collab, the music, the fashion, everything. There's something about that that transcended the genre of video. Yes. Just like we were talking about with Attack on Titan. It's yep. transcendent. It takes it to this other level where you are like hypnotized. You have to play that game. As a kid, you see Goofy and Mickey fighting with fucking anime characters and you're like this is it we've solved this is world peace we've solved the problems literally that's how it felt bro and it's like <laughs> it's crazy that's the game that you mentioned because i have this hilarious story about that uh yeah so you know as much as i was in fye I, we were blessed with where we live because not even six minutes up the road is a family video from us so we were in there all the time as well and yeah. i'll never forget bro like my brother was a big final fantasy fan so when we found out about kingdom hearts coming out we were like oh man when they get it here we're gonna go rent it because at the time you know parents weren't just dishing out cash for all these video games like how we buy them in today's age you know i could go buy three or four video games in a month i was lucky to get one a month at the time but mm -hmm. that being said we seen it there one time because they swear to you this copy would be like always rented out we finally got it we're playing it, playing it. We love it. We're like, yes, you know, we've been waiting on this. So I think we rented it for like two weeks at this time, something like that. So it, the last day is up. We're getting up in the morning. Alon's about to take us back to the return of the game. Brother opens the disc for his uh, the PlayStation 2. He had it up on his high dresser, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, everybody used to grab the game just like this. Put your finger right in the hole, grab it by the side so you're not touching the bottom. You put it in the case. Mm -hmm. He thought it, his finger was further in it than it actually was. Picks it up, oh. drops right out of his hand, lands sideways, cracks, oh. he splits out. <laughs> so we were like, there's no way this just happened. We were panicking. Like It was like the, one of the scariest moments of my life as a kid. So we're like <laughs> running around trying to figure it out. So we're like, man, we just we just got to tell mom. We have to show her. There's nothing else we can do at this point. We show her, right? Yeah. Of course, she was mad at us. She thinks she has to buy the game. We get the family video. The guy looks at it. He probably seen like the fear in our eyes because he probably knew we just got told off for this shit. Yeah. And he looks at it. He's like, huh. "So, bro, huh? yeah, you there?" I was like, "What? I'm like, bro, I love you, bro. You're my saving grace." Oh, you'd broken up there right at the end. You said, "So, so, broke, huh?" And then what yeah. happened? So, so right when they broke with us. So we um the day of us. 
taking it back was obviously that same day. So we're on the way there. We're just nervous as hell because we're thinking. My oh mom's no, no, you were at the part. You were at the part where you were at the family video. Oh, and then the, yeah. Oh and yeah. So the, like, yeah. We are standing there. We hand him the case. My mom's explaining to him what happened. He looks at us. He probably sees like how sad we were, how scared we were. We didn't know what the, the problem was going to be. He pulls the disc out of the tray. He's looking at. It. He's like, "Wow, it's really broken, huh?" And she's like, "Yep." And he just crumbled it right in front of our faces, tossing the garbage. And he was like, "Don't even worry about it, kids. You're good." I was like, "What?" what? I'm like, "I love you, bro. Thank you. You saved my life today, bro. I love you." <laughs> what a what a saint that guy. That, that yeah, guy that should man. be black. I know, bro. He should own that damn family video. Straight up. Whoa, that's a save and a half. Um, man. No, I I was. I was crazy about Kingdom Hearts. Um, I watched my friend Davin, who's been on the show. You'll, we'll do a, a, an episode with Davin pretty soon. Okay. Um, but he's like my oldest friend, uh, been through everything together. He was one of those guys that could like sit there. Everybody has this friend, and maybe you mm-hmm. were this friend for your friends, who could sit there at a sleepover and play a video game from end to end. Like, oh, man. The, the opening cutscene to the end of the game in, in a night, like starting at like 5 p.m., ending at like 5 a.m. Yeah. And just killed it. And like, I remember that was that was crazy to watch Kingdom Hearts unfold in one night, almost like a show is like like binging a show. It was incredible, man. And the, just the colors, the music, obviously, it's, it's got an iconic theme song. Everybody's heard it. Even if you never played Kingdom Hearts, you've heard the music behind Kingdom Hearts. Absolutely. And, um, and yeah, it was just that game, man. It just really set us into uh, priming us really for Sony titles like Final Fantasy, which I then got into. I got into Final Fantasy X, you know, yep. uh, tried Final Fantasy VII, the remake. You know, I, I always would dabble. I'd go back and forth between shooters and RPGs um, just just off the, the respect of Kingdom Hearts, you know, because I had that much yeah, fun with yeah. it. I was just always kind of, no matter where I went in video games, I'd always find myself coming back to a few Sony titles, you know, just to see what was new. Um, but yeah, I mean, currently, what? so what are your games today currently? So today, um, so first, first person shooters, specifically Call of Duty, man, has had a grasp on me since the Xbox 360 days. I don't know what it is. I've tried others. I do like others. But the one that I always play consistently has got to be Call of Duty. I don't know what it is, man. I like the fast-paced style, and I've always played the games for a long time, so I love those. Aside from that, I wasn't too big when I first started gaming on a lot of other genres because I just felt like that's what worked best for me. But I'll tell you, man, as of late, bro, I've been playing like been playing more RPGs, things like that. Currently, it's been Elden Ring for me. Everything about the game. I love, I love. I became a Dark Souls fan with number three, so those that was my first kick in the door with this series of games. Now, sure, like anybody else who's tried them, hated it at first. I'm like, bro, how do people play these fucking games, man? I'm like, I'm, I'm running around. These are low level enemies. I'm getting one shotted. I can't do nothing. What do I got to do? You know? And yeah. me, me, you know, I'm, I'm usually a, you know, if I go try something six, seven times, nothing's working for me. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. It's pissing me off. But something in me looking into this game, getting info on it, finding out that this is how the game is, something clicked in my head that just kept me stuck to it. And that was that was like the only thing that was needed. And I've been a diehard fan for these games ever since. Went and played Sekiro when that came out. 
her first heard of Elden Ring getting announced, I think what I think they announced something for it three years ago, four years ago. So I was geeked off that, and the game finally came out, and it was it exceeded my expectations. Everything about it is beautiful, bro. The world beautifully done, graphics ridiculous, the combat system similar to old games, but it's more fluid, it's more swift with your swinging actions, um, the animations, just everything. There's not really too much room for bugginess, lagginess, at least that I've seen. Perfect game to me, bro. Those those have been like my main two I've been gaming on, and then okay. I got a little bit of things I come back to, but it's nothing crazy, you know, nothing that I stay consistent with. Yeah. No, I've, I've only heard good things about Elden Ring. I was just talking to one of my friends, Owen. Shouts out to Owen um about Elden Ring because he he's a big RPG guy and I was like well what's the you know what's the big AAA RPG right now he's like Elden Ring like that's that's it he's like that's the game like the game you're looking for when you're saying I'm feeling like maybe playing a fantasy RPG is Elden Ring like they did it it's the game go get it and um I still haven't gotten I I still haven't gotten it yet because personally I'm a shooter guy kind of like how you're big into Call of Duty I was always big into Battlefield and Ghost Recon those are my two like since the 360 really since Bad Company I was never a Battlefield OG guy like you know how there are people who played Battlefield like on the PC like yeah you know like that that was the old like old internet internet 1.0 like community of people that played Battlefield I wasn't in that world I was too young but wow. I was definitely, I was definitely part of the Xbox Battlefield community, and like I remember playing Bad Company, Bad Company Two until the server stopped working. Like I was on yeah. that shit. I played, yeah. And like um, I got big into Battlefield, so I was I never had like like a super long streak with it. But I will tell you, four I, I dabbled in a little bit. I did like it a lot, and then the one for me that had me consistently playing, like even took over my slot for Call of Duty for a little while was hardline bro i loved hardline i don't know what really? it was yeah i loved it bro and then i had a crew i used to play with was my brother a cousin my other brother so we weren't like you know nothing crazy at the game but you playing with the team is always more fun than just by yourself and yeah. i don't know what it was bro we loved that shit bro wow you know that's the one battlefield i never played was hardline oh wow isn't that weird? I've never I've never met somebody who said that they liked it though. Everybody's like, "Oh man, it's buggy as shit. It's this." It's yeah, that. a lot of people did hate it. it. It is. It is, bro. It's one of those like it's one of those guilty pleasures, bro. Because there, I definitely <laughs> remember so much shit being wrong with it. Like just I'm yeah. running on a building and then my guy stops and then I'm inside the building and I'm like, "Bro, what the fuck?" And I'm I'm lighting someone up. I'm getting hit markers and then I just get one shot mm. and I'm like, "Ah." something's going on here and it's not me you know (laughs) yeah like because they're like getting back to that rating of like triple a games like games that are just perfect on on every level battlefield 4 battlefield 4 was that for me like battlefield 4 satiated everything i wanted in a shooter you had crazy amounts of guns to customize crazy amounts of customizations you had this amazing immersive play experience with like the sound like if you ever play fucking battlefield on like a surround sound system at least one time you're gonna duck because you think a bomb just went off like behind yeah like the the the, very realistic sounds bro the sound is just on another planet it's almost too good like you you almost can't play that game without getting a fucking headache if you play it too loud um, but yeah, I put in, I, I sunk so many fucking hours in the battlefield, man. And the thing about battlefield, like you were saying, is it's a team-based game. You really got to play cooperatively with people to Big get time. the most 
it's like a different game. Like you can lone wolf it if you want, and it's not bad. But when you have at least two other people to play it with, it's a different game. Like the, you can call out, you can literally like do strategies that the game is set up for you to do. Like you can actually like do war style strategies, like real shit in that game. And it's fucking like uh, awe inspiring. Like your you'll, your jaw will drop at some of the the sort of set pieces you can put together on an online game where you've got jets streaking overhead, dropping bombs, tanks rolling in after the bombs drop. You've got infantry behind the tanks. It's like that's war. Like that's yeah, modern war. Like real world war. That's how it is. And yeah, I don't know, but like, it's just like all the other games are like a little bit. I don't. I don't want to say unrealistic. I mean, obviously. I would say like at least ninety five percent of video games are unrealistic, but some Battlefield that always had my attention was its visuals, bro. Like I used to remember yeah. watching my brother play, and like there was only so many games in my life that I feel like took that that step or that that title of like just blowing my mind, seeing the graphics and seeing how well they were. That was definitely one of the games I used to see because it was so interactive. You could throw a nade by trees; trees are falling down. Chunks of the yeah. ground are getting blown up. Buildings are blowing up, bro. So it was like it was, it was more than just the gameplay of it at that point. You know, it was just how well put together all of it was. And I just that's one that was the edge I used to give it over the Call of Duty series was that, bro. Because Call of Duty looks good, don't get me wrong, but Battlefield just had something more you could clearly see by playing that was into it. Oh yeah, and there's another thing too that I don't love about Call of Duty, which is the community, the people. Oh yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, I, I call them I call them the cult of Mountain Dew. It's like the worst. That's funny. The worst. <laughs> they all sound like yeah, yeah. They they literally they it's it is your stereotypical fourteen to sixteen year old Caucasian kid with braces who ha, or, or Latino that they they're they're interchangeable in that cult. Yeah, and they you know they're 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 in high school. They talk a lot of shit, say a lot of N-words, say a lot of shit they wouldn't say in real life, say a lot of shit they wouldn't say in real life. They're extremely just disrespectful in the game, no sportsmanship, just total fucking scumbags. Like, I, that's yeah. one of the main reasons. I Like, so I played Modern Warfare 1, and I really liked it. Really liked it. One of my favorite games. Modern Warfare 1 for the 360, spectacular. But something happened around Modern Warfare 2 where the – types of people that wanted to play that game changed and i don't know if it was because of the marketing i don't know what it was maybe it was like i don't know but that that sort of fast-paced adderalled out kind of um <laughs> you know uh strategy but not really you're just running and jump you're just you're just running through a house and like jumping and 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 uh what's it called uh prone positioning and yeah. or camping or camping and just like picking people off and doing it in the most annoying way. It's not like the traditional shooters of old where no. you had you had a squad with strategy and you guys actually, you know, I hear at the higher level levels of Call of Duty that is how it's played, but in those public matches, man, it was in, it was infuriating. You, like I've seen my friends throw their controllers across the room and destroy them because they Guilty. can't stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I also broke did. my Xbox one time because of Call of Duty, bro. Not even intentionally. <laughs> I had it on the ground. I had it laying sideways. It actually fucked mm -hmm. my disc up, bro. I was playing. I used to play hardcore. I was a big hardcore fan. I'm in a building. Kids in another building. Literally shot him like 
four or five times. About three of the shots hit him through a wall. So I understood some minimal damage, but there was no way this kid wasn't dead because I shot him twice. No walls. Mm. So he pops out, shoots me once I die. I was I was an angered teen at the game at the time. Got up, grabbed my controller, whipped it at the ground, it hit my Xbox, the disc knocked loose, made this loud ass noise. I game had a heart attack. I was like, oh, I just broke my Xbox. Opened it up. Only my game was messed up. I was so relieved. I was mad that I did it, but I was so relieved to see that it was still yeah. alright. How many near misses were there? I mean, it's too many to count when it comes to fucking how much Call of Duty has made you want to break things. It's uh, oh, dude, yeah. I would say at least hundreds of thousands of times now. It's fucking infuriating. And just the shit talking in the lobbies and like the, the you know, there's like a whole uh, dark economy too where dudes are running scams and like guys are trying to sell you Bitcoin. And it's it's a really shady. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's a really shady, gross kind of community to be involved in. And to be quite honest, it ruined the games. Um, I, I haven't. I, I think the new, the couple of new ones that have came out recently, I heard are not bad. But there is a period of time there where those games were un, like unplayable because oh, of the community. Bro, there was a, everybody went through that, bro. I had times I wasn't even touching the Call of Duty title. I was like, I would tell myself, I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting this one this year. I would end up getting it, play it for a few <laughs> months, never play it again. I'm like, man, why, what am I doing? <laughs> what wasting all this money this time? <laughs> I was yeah. just so confused in myself. I'm like, what's drawing me to this? And I just, you're right, bro. They had a good, like, a bad, I would say at least, like, five, six game run, bro, which is a lot. That is a lot, bro. Yeah. About, that's almost half of the category, like, half of yeah. their, their whole. I would 100% say half of their catalog is genuinely unplayable because of its toxic, toxic environments. Like, that's okay. really the truth. Huh? I said I'm I'm for sure with that, bro. It's, oh. it's me being an avid Call of Duty player. I, I I've seen the ins and outs, I've seen the best, I've seen the worst, and the worst definitely trump the good. So, oh for sure, man. Um, what other games? So, do you play games like Destiny or like any like you know MMO RPG type games like World of Warcraft? Or I'm not a Warcraft guy. Just I'm asking. Um. So I ha- I've, I'm trying to think what were they that I did play a little. So I used to play a little bit of like Fantasy Star with my brother because yeah. that was like the first MMORPG I remember, and like he he would be glued to that game. So I took a little bit of an interest in that with him. We used to play it a little bit here and there, nothing too crazy. But aside from that, I can't say I've gotten into too many. Now it's not that I'm uninterested in the genre. It was just. I play my video games in a very weird space. Like, I'll have this period of time where I just stick with one thing. I'm only on that and one other game, nothing else. And then I'll switch and get, it'll be a completely different genre of game at times, too. Like, I can go from a shooter to an RPG to once in a while a very specific racer or a sports game. It's, it's not often. I usually stick to my main genres, but it can happen. And... What it was for me was I never wanted to get started into one, and I knew, you know, I wouldn't continuously progress through it, and that never sat right with me. I know it's kind of a lazy excuse, but no, that's kind of what it was for me. Yeah, and I, I wanted to be like invested in. It, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I want yeah. my interest to be there while I'm involved with it because I know if it's not, I'm not going to give it my all. That's that's exactly how I am, man. And like Destiny 2, the the only downside to that game is that you have to buy all these expansions. But 
the core game really does reward you for like putting that time in, putting that effort in. And like, that's why I try to stay with it. But, oh, yeah. um, but you know, there's a lot of games, you know, that it's just hard to like stick with it and stick with it because when you begin like all the like, like o overpowered weapons and all the cool stuff seems so far away that you're like, shit, am I really about to have to put 20 hours yeah. into this fucking game before I can actually start enjoying it? Like, when does the grind end, you know? Like, yeah. I, grind enough, I grind enough in my real life. Like, I don't need to play a game where I'm also grinding, you know? Um, it's it's funny, but, uh, you know, like, I, I kind of got out of the phase of, G of GTA and all that stuff. Like, I loved yeah. it. You know, I loved it when I, when, I loved it when it was good and when it needed to be played and when, you know when you're 17 and you're at your friend's like sleepover and they have a bunch of pizza and, you, and like, you just want to play a game that you can pass the controller around while you guys are all talking shit or making plans for the night. Like GTA is that game, but like, you I was never, mean, bro. you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. <I was laughs> but we use it for all the fucking time. <laughs> That's just what it is. It's just like a time passer game. And I feel like it could be so much more than that if they didn't make it so like cheesy and like kind of cheap. You know, yeah. if that makes any sense. And I know that's the hallmark of GTA is that it's kind of supposed to be like very in your face and very like surface level. But what would what would be the harm of making a deeper GTA like with a little bit better? I mean, we have the processing power. Make the world a little Already. smaller. Yeah, make the world a little smaller, the graphics a little better, and give us a little bit more mechanics, make it a little bit more complex. Keep it fast paced, but just give us a little more instead of just like a sandbox shoot 'em up where all you end up doing is just getting chased by cops for four hours and then you turn it off, you know? No, that and that's what it literally became for I mean, aside from the people who took high interest in the online, and I will I will definitely credit GTA five for their online services because the game came out what, I think twenty thirteen. And they yeah. still have a large number of active players online at all times. So it's like, I was in the credit for that part of it, but I'm with you on that because I can't even remember playing like, like Vice City for the first time was crazy to me. I, I couldn't believe how good it was, like what, what there was to do. But then I remember after a while playing it, I had a lot of questions I'm like, man, you know, why can't you enter more buildings? Why can't right. I swim? Why can't I do this, this, and that? Like as much as it had to offer at the time, because it was it was a huge game. There was a lot to do, especially during those PS2 game, PS2 days. So it was it was very good for what it was. But I'm I'm with you on that, bro, because I I used to always end up wanting a little more out of it around the time I would end up putting the game down and not really coming back to it. Yeah, yeah, man, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like that was when I got back into video games. Like I made a conscious effort this year. I was like, you know what? I'm getting back into gaming. I love gaming. It's a great way to like just unwind after a work day. You know, I want to do something yeah. that's a little bit that's a little bit more like, you know, I, I still hit the gym. Like I still do things, you know, with my girlfriend. That's great, but like I want some me time again. You know, I don't want to be sitting around on social media. I don't want to be looking at what other people are doing. I just want to like enjoy myself, you know. You want so to do I went what back, you do, bro. Yeah, so I went back to what I liked when I was a kid, which is games. So the first game I got was GTA, thinking that that would hold me over for a little while. I played that game for like a week, and I got bored yep. like so fast. You know, I was just like, "This isn't. This ain't it. This ain't it. I need something more engaging." So that then I got Destiny. Then I got. Uh, oh, have you played the new Battlefield 2042? <laughs> Oh, I think I wasn't. Wasn't there a beta that came out for it? There was a beta, yeah. 
So here's my thing. I I played the beta, and I did enjoy the beta. It was fun. It was it felt new because it was for what everything Battlefield had to offer. I feel like for them to offer this much more, I was like, wow, it's kind of crazy. Now yeah. played it a little bit. It was buggy. It yeah. wasn't the best connecting wise. And then like I told you. My brother's the huge Battlefield guy. We game share with, with each other. So, like, there's certain games he'll buy, and then there's certain games I'll buy. He didn't even enjoy it to the point of... I don't even think he purchased the game. If he did, I don't think he's got it installed. And I was actually surprised by it. And I was like, damn, bro, this guy doesn't like it. I'm like, am I going to go spend the money on this game and not end up liking it? So, I never came back around to it because I unfortunately let a lot of opinions online kind of sway my opinion of the game because I kept I I was only seeing bad reviews of the game everywhere. Like if, if there was a if there was a hundred reviews, ninety eight would be bad, maybe two would be good. That was the ratio yeah. for it. From yeah. what I seen. And 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 you know like the gaming community is notoriously vicious, but this is one of those times where it was warranted. Like they should yeah. be vicious to dice. Like to release a game that was that unfinished should have been illegal. Like they should have had to recall that game and finish it. Yeah. But since it was not yeah, everybody I mean, their money back. I dude, I got that game and I swear to God I'm not kidding you. And like people don't believe me when I say this. For the first four times I played the game, the graphics were so bad at optimizing that I was literally running on what looked like PS1 like graphics oh. while I was playing the game. It had no sense of immersion. Everything was buggy and choppy. And I was like, I got that game like almost a i don't even know how long it's been since it's been out but i got that game late like i got it like a couple weeks ago like that's yeah. what i'm talking about so like i wasn't if i had fucking spent 160 dollars <laughs> on the universal pack i man yo that's what been, saying, would have been that. hearing from you bro that's for sure yeah I, I think that's what we usually do bro like because because we game sure, you know, depending on the game, we know we're both gonna play it. We will buy that ultimate pack because it's like, okay, it makes the most sense. But as soon as everything else comes out for it, you're gonna spend a little more than that. So let's just get it now. But yeah, man, I just like I said, bro, the beta was decent, and I was I was glad this was one of those times where I did let other opinions sway mine because, like I said, bro, I know people that are diehard fans. You yourself, you're telling me this right now how bad it was for you. So. I feel like I dodged the bullet on that one, if I'm being honest. And it's one thing I did want to point out was it's crazy because you said you just got it a few weeks ago. And that here's here's what blows my mind. They still have their servers up and running. They're still allowing people to purchase things through the game, which I understand, of course, they would. But why has there been no change and they're still receiving money? I know they had to pay a lot of shit out because what happened, I'm pretty sure I read that they got into a little bit of trouble with the state of the game. But. I was like, man, as soon as you just said that, I'm like, man, they got they got the servers running and like, oh, what, yeah. what are you guys doing? Like, like shut the shit down. It's it's over. We we know what it's about. And like for real. And what it is is like now with technology, they could very easily do a comprehensive patch where you basically like they can like remake the game, at least the online portion of it, so that it's at least optimized for consoles and like makes sense as a game to play. Like they could do that. It'd be down for like a month. But then when it came back up, they'd have a playable game that might actually like start to create a new following. But they're okay with getting the you know pennies that they get and not what they really should be getting, which is a triple A like wallet busting, amazing like blockbuster video game. Like that's that's what Battlefield should be. It shouldn't yeah. be uh, it shouldn't be eighteen ninety nine used at fucking yeah. at, at GameStop right now. Down like, bad that's, if you get to that. Down, <laughs> they're down bad right now. 
So I know I've heard through the grapevine that the new Battlefield that's coming out is supposed to be a return to uh, the sort of current day, uh, you know. Like four, uh, yeah, four hardline. Yeah, like that kind of thing, four hardline type of of deal. But it's supposed to be grittier. It's supposed to be bloodier. It's supposed to be angrier. It's not supposed to be like... Yeah, it's supposed that's what I've heard through the grapevine that it's supposed to be a little bit more of like an M, like a true M rated battlefield game. So, and they're, and they're really trying to um, do something with the campaign. They hired uh, the guy who was a part of creating the Halo universe. I forgot his name, but he's like one of the integral um, like minds behind the Halo universe. They hired that guy to help with their story mode and their campaign mode. So, I'm excited to see what they cook up because they, they got a lot of answers. To, they need yeah. they, they need a a lot of 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 winning backs right now. So we'll we'll see what they should do, and the smart thing would be is to release an online version of it that's just free, like yeah, just a free online version. Of that. It. Yeah, it, stop with the whole purchasing bundles, and it's like now nah, you you need to actually show that you can make a video game. Like we're at that point. Like we don't even believe that you can make a game anymore. Dice like. Show us you can make something, and then you know we'll talk about paying for DLCs. We'll yeah. talk about paying. For- yeah, we can discuss. Yeah, you know, we're not on board yet. We can- <laughs> we're not. We're not there yet. But uh, are you a Halo fan? Okay. Yes. Big time. Right. That was actually one of the games I forgot to mention. Watching my uh, my brother play and being stuck to that. That was like probably the first that really had me like thinking in my head, "Oh, I'm not playing these games with these guys no more. I want to play this by myself." You know. But Halo. Man, that was, to me, there wasn't too many games around the time that I remember being as invested as I was in games that changed how video games were the way Halo did. Because I just remember you, you didn't have a game system and like that could, or you didn't have an Xbox and you didn't know about Halo. You could have a PlayStation or just a GameCube at the time. You knew about Halo. You wanted to play Halo. You played Halo. So it was like, that was a big game for me, bro, because... That was like that was one of the first games that I spent countless hours trying to beat a story mode of. That was one of the first games like I was pulling all nighters of, playing constantly because it just as as basic as that type of game might be today. Not I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just mean how many other games uh, took inspiration from that. How many other titles are out right now that follow a lot of the same patterns as these games? But looking back on it now, like it was crazy what they did at that time because they opened a lot of doors and. They made shit more accessible that wasn't as accessible in a first-person shooter, which was with this game. It was just crazy all around. The missions, the story, the characters, the actual like mechanics of the games, everything everything did perfectly from the first Halo, I would yeah. say, to the third at least. At least from one to three. Yeah. They, they did everything right. That's very true, man. That's very true. And I do remember that that uh wave of halo like i I was a ps2 guy but i always wanted to play halo like that was it that was the game one day i'm gonna get an xbox i'm gonna get to play halo and uh davin my friend we mentioned earlier he was a huge halo head and he only played xbox for that reason xbox owes its success to halo Halo. (laughs) yeah like it wouldn't it would have flopped next to the ps2 uh had it not been for Halo. Halo really set the tone for what a shooter could be, what a world building exercise really looks like in modern video games. You know, I've heard it's fallen off. I play a little bit of Infinite here and there, 
to me, as long as I can play Slayer and throw a sticky grenade and shoot somebody, I'm okay. I don't need it to be that, you know, there's, there's real Halo nerds that are like, no, but you can't move faster and your 0.3 seconds off. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't really give a shit, shit about that. Yeah. Like I, as long as I got a sticky grenade and I can fucking shoot somebody, I'm good. But yeah, man. Um, that that was those were pretty much the games I wanted to run through while we're in this uh, ephemeral um, digital FYE that doesn't really exist. If, right. if the reader, if the, if the listeners could imagine us, we were walking down the aisles of this kind of ghost-like um, building and just looking at titles and talking about them as this podcast went on. That's that's the image I want in you guys' heads. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, but, look, um, I look through our eyes in the past, man. It's it's like that, bro. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I used to feel like you know. Now that I'm older, I've been to like, you know, record shops and like all these places. And when I think back on it, bro, that's how, that's that's like what Fye was. The way that everything sectioned off, the way that the aisles were set up in alphabetical mm-hmm. order was like when I go to a record shop. That's what it felt like with the addition yeah. of their electronics, their gaming side, and the other things you mentioned, the books, the uh, anime figurines, everything. Man, it was just. I, I wish there was more around. Let me say that. Yes. Yeah. We, we need to resurrect them. They, they just need to be up there at, for preservation purposes, you know, like they should be like funded through like the federal government or something like they shouldn't yeah. necessarily have to make money. Yeah. That would be real cool. It's a necessity, but, uh, it's a necessity man. It's a, it's a utility, but uh, yeah, I think I'm, I think we can wrap it here. I wanted to tease the next episode. I was thinking we could do uh, first of all, we got to get back to anime, but also, yes. Let's do let's do anime and rap. How about we do anime and rap next episode? Man, it's like you're inside of my head on shit I like to talk about. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'm for it, bro. So for it. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm gonna wrap this one up and let's call this the end of the uh, the end of this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for going on this journey with us, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope uh, you guys got some good recommendations for uh, a new game to play. Or maybe you're going to see an old game that used to play in a better light. Who knows? Take our word. We know what we're talking about, people. Exactly. Oh, yes, we do.